Hey guys, DCM here. Uh, no sponsors for today's podcast, uh, but I do have a quick spoiler warning for you. So today uh, we spoil and talk about Spec Ops The Line, the video game, the Dresden Files novels, uh, lots of Edgar Allan Poe, not much of a spoiler there, uh, Fight Club, uh, Halo 4 and a bit of Halo 5, Gone Girl, Batman Hush, and then The Walking Dead... Um, video games, and the latest season of the TV show. So season six or seven, I believe. Uh, so if you don't want to get yourself spoiled, perhaps skip this one uh, as we do talk about the plots for those. Uh, that's it for me. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy. This is Christopher Walken, here to warn you that this contains some explicitly foul language. And if you don't like that, then... I'll put my foot in your throat. The soundtrack's amazing. Yeah. The visuals are very, like, well done. And, like, the <laughs> gameplay is super fun. <laughs> and, like, because those three things are there, it's, like, it's exceptionally good. Hey, I could do it in a heartbeat and make millions, but it would feel like just gouging my soul out. Yeah. Jurassic Park's a little more like DDR. If Shrek is a very tough creature, can he actually own land and want to kick them off? Where did that come from? to make a lot of shit off to make good art. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's just the truth. Hey guys, welcome back to AFA. Um, probably the least prepared we've ever been. <laughs> yeah, we, we have no notes. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I could pretend this is notes. We have an, we have an envelope with crossed off to-do list I, items. I had a book in my bag that I was going to write stuff down in, but I, I saw they just thought I don't even it. have a pen on me. This is, uh, <laughs> hang on. I gotta pace it. No, I gotta highlight it. This is going to be a very in- odd introduction. Yeah, um, oh, right, sorry. Yeah, so I'm David, topic? yeah, I was like, shit, no, ooh, wait, oh, my chair is stuck. Uh, I'm David, uh, lead writer, other things. God, yeah, it's been a long day. And Ben, uh, the other one that's been, so far been in every single po- yeah, podcast, Yeah, look, actually. at this point... Um, I came onto the first one as a, as a special yeah, guest. Um, and basically and I've been in now. all of them yeah. since. Uh, you're trapped. Um, <laughs> so, update since last time. Obviously, this is AFA Art for Artists. Um... Sound Studio started coming together. Um, I've only installed, like, half of the panels. I didn't even hang them straight yet. Like, they're just on the walls. And they're fun to play with. Yeah, they're really nice to touch. Um, I I came in the other day, and I found a cat just, like... Oh, God. With his face... The cat's gonna destroy he, these. Well, he doesn't He doesn't know that... He's he, he'll claw be, this shit out No, because he doesn't really claw stuff. Get but, my shoes um, off. Oh, that's gonna pop up. Yes, it will. There we go. Um, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... I'm David, lead writer... We've gone through this. It's been... Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> fine. Um, it's just a quick recap. It's, it's a two-minute recap, just yeah. in case you forgot. Um, yeah, so since last time, Sound Studio panels have gone up, so this will be way less reverby. Because there's only two of us, I can use the isolation booth as well. Oh, yay. So it'll be nice and clean. For one person. Mm. The other guy just gets this super reverb. Yeah, fuck reverby. that guy. Um, it's just us today, though. Feet, like, well, yours will be fine, because well. you've got the panels yeah, but behind you. Like, the floor is just, like, super reverby. Uh, the like floor's I have my fine. foot, and it pops well, Don't tap like, your fucking right, foot, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so we're going to talk about... Um, we kind of wanted to talk about uh, recontextualization, so in storytelling. Um, we had a few examples with games that we were thinking of talking about um, that we were going to make notes on, but it's been a crazy... So there's week. actually a lot of cool things with games as well. Well, it's, it's, a, with... it's kind of a new media to do it with. Yeah, it, like, because there's the whole interactivity-ness. Especially yeah, with kind of... competitive games, which is my forte. Oh. There's all, there's, there's, it, even though it doesn't sound like they should be. It, yeah, wait, hang on, how does that work? I guess we'll explain, I'll explain that later. Know, but are you just, okay. I don't know. No, they're, I they're expecting that. Sort of, sort of similar. 
This is, this is new. This is this would have been fine if we'd had notes. Yeah, if we this had wouldn't notes. have happened. <laughs> um, but I'm interested now. Um, but yeah, so we're going to kind of talk about that in storytelling. Um, I have a few examples from some really good novels and some other stuff. Um, I have other like content. Two games. Um, that they use it well in. I can think of two, and then I can think I mean, of there's, a f- there's the obvious. Yeah, I can think of a few really good um, comics as well, and the way that they do it. Yeah, um, a few good TV shows as well. But um, I guess we'll start with. I'll kind of define for you like what we're talking about. So we, we I, the way that we usually talk about it is we go, oh, that was a great rug pull moment. Yeah. Um, and in an Australian accent, that sounds like like there's no syllable in the middle. Rug I just. Pull. Re- so I got I got a rug pull. Rug so pull. rug, 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 as rug, in the carpet, like your carpet tapestry. You pull as in, and then pull yank. as in, <laughs> remove. Oh wait, what did you say? As in yank. Oh yank. Oh, so it's sign. very, it's a very violent way to put it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So the, the rug pull moments. Um. Basically twists. Yeah. So as well. Yeah, but I feel, I feel like plot twists are often a bit different. Like a plot twist is often like. Ooh, it's a plot twist. Ugh. Yeah, plot twists are kind of Whereas boring. recontextualization is more like you have a moment where... Um, it recontextualizes you, everything yeah. before. And you lean back in your chair and you go, huh. Yeah. And you have this, you have this moment where you're like, huh, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the... the well, like, it, can do, it can do multiple things. Mm. Like, it, it's sort of like a range of emotions it can evoke. Like, it can either be like, oh, that's cool, or like, oh, that's horrible. Mm. Or it's like, oh, that's great. Like... Can be like joyous, or like no, that's true. Sad, happy or whatever. Well. Oh yeah, because it's 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 basically like a a reconceptualization of a literary device. Yeah. So a good example of like where it comes from, its origins sort of started with uh, Edgar Allan Poe. He was the one that kind of first came up with this idea that you first could have... came up with a lot of things. Yeah, dude, dude was pretty innovative. <laughs> that or he stole a lot. No one, we're not really sure. Yeah, he probably wrote most of it. I don't know. He yeah, seems crazy. Probably. But he first kind of had this idea that you could tell a story, and, and what you could do is, if you were clever enough, you could tell a whole short story, and then at the end, through one sentence, you could have you could change the entire meaning. Yeah. Um, and he did this a few times, and, and sort of that was one of his uh, something he was really good at in his gothic literature. Basically, Fight Club. That's a great example. That's, I didn't even well, think of that. Seriously, I thought in, you. I my really yeah, no. That's dude. like the first thing I yeah, thought of was I, Fight Club. Yeah, it's the best example because the oh, whole movie thought, plays through. With these two characters, mm. and you're like, okay, and then the ending when they say, yeah, they're the same yeah. person, you're like, oh, Yeah, but okay. also, why did shooting himself in the cheek fix it? I just don't... The book does a better job. Yeah, I know. What you're saying? Doesn't <laughs> he actually just die in the book? Spoiler. What? Doesn't he just kill himself in the book? Yeah. Yeah. But Whereas it doesn't make sense in a film. Fine. That's a bit violent for yeah. a Hollywood film. Um, yeah, for the, what, For that 90s, time. 90s. Yeah, what, 99, right? Uh, yeah, it was, it's like Wait. pre-Matrix. Yeah, it would have been pre-Matrix, actually. Yeah. So it would have been before all, all the cool stuff Before happened. the edgy CGI yeah. started, yeah. And then before all the edgy not-CGI started. Yeah, so there's, like, the period of, like, 2000 to 2003 <laughs> where CGI oh, was horrible. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, do you mean uh, the last Star Wars film where they were, like... I mean, it's not in that period, but I'm just saying the last Star Wars film where they were, like, mmm. No, I think the last let's one's alright. Let's put Ewoks in costumes, and then let's make some of them CGI when we run out of people in believable costumes. Well, yeah, well... Wait, Ewoks. The... Ewoks are like the little, little shitty things. They're not, they're like the shitty not Wookiees. The, not the, yeah, not the Wookiees. Yeah, because the Wookiees are actually just multi, like, duplicated of, like, five guys. Yeah, but, like, what's weird is that in, in Revenge of the Sith, um, they go to the Wookiee planet, and Yoda hangs out with two Wookiees. Yoda's CGI and the Wookiees are CGI and the planet's CGI. The whole thing's CGI. So I'm like, whole film I'm is like CGI. did they f- film 
Any of it? Any? Like, I don't... Yeah. Like if they motion tracked it, they would have filmed... I guess they like, must have... Green suits. Yeah. But then how do you motion track Yoda flipping around? I don't just... I don't know. That's not motion track. Yeah, that's well, just animated. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, that's a really <laughs> weird thing. Into a Pixar film. That's a weird conceptualization of like, yeah, George Lucas. Well, he's like, yeah. we're gonna do a scene. There's gonna be no actors in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that like, what? Well, that's what animation is. Anyway, no. Get back to um, Fight Club. Oh Rick shit! That wasn't animation. even. I wish to give Spec Ops. Um, yeah, well, Spec Ops is like one of the well, newest sort of. Because for me, that's like the big games. gaming one. Um, yeah. But we'll. Talk, I'll let you talk about that because you've got a much better grasp of why that was amazing. Yeah, um, and we will. I, I want to say now. I'll do a. I'll do a thing before this. Um, I'll record this afterwards, and I'll give a spoiler warning for anything we talk about. Okay. So you can spoil anything you want. Like in the list folder, I'm gonna spoil. Well, we'll. I'll do it post mortem post? so okay. that yeah. we don't accidentally. It might be a lot. <laughs> It'll be a lot. But yeah, I'll do. A, I'll do one at the start, and you can always skip if. Yep. if um. So so the, so everyone at home has already heard. That. So you've already heard that, yeah. and, and you're not. You probably know this. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, I'll do that, so don't worry about spoiling anything. But Fight Club is a great example, so you have two characters and they turn out to be one person. Yeah. With a split personality. Film didn't make a lot of sense in some areas, but the book is does a much better job. Yeah, well, the film um, was, like, super, like... I think, I think it had to be. It's really hard to conceptualize. Who directed the film? Oh. Like some... I'll look it up. <laughs> I, there's like, a laptop in front of me. I didn't yeah. Because I, like, it, it watched, it, the film is, like, a bad Kubrick film. Well, it feels like it feels like if, it feels if like you a, gave like a third year arts student the ability to direct Memento, if like Kubrick <laughs> and like uh, I didn't take Spielberg into account the wife had a baby, that baby would make Fight Club. Okay, actually, sort of surrealist, but still oh, like you're probably not wrong. Actually, that's a good. It's still that's like a, very easy to yeah. consume. Easy to it's easy to watch. Actually, everything Spielberg does is easy to watch. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not it's not like rough, but like there are some rough parts of. Um, Fight Club, but then they just like gloss over it with like a layer of like thin dark humor. It was ninety nine. Director was David nine. Fincher. Let's we'll see what else he's done. Uh, and the novel was by Chuck. Yeah, Paladin. Chuck that yeah. one. Chuck the uh, was it? Is, doesn't he have the same last name as the current premier of Queensland? No, Palin, no, it's no, it's not Palaszczuk. It's Palaszczuk. It's his is like Palinouik or something. Something something. Um, so he did seven. Um, oh God, seven was. Which is Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt, not a great film. Yeah, uh, he did Gone Girl, actually. Gone Girl. Yeah, it's Ben uh, Ben Affleck. That's a really great film, actually. Isn't he did that... The Social Network. Yeah, that's how I know his name. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so he was. Um, I was like, David. Yeah, Fincher. so he was. He was Jesse Eisenberg. Um, he was the Spider Man movie. Well, he wasn't actually. He wasn't physically Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Um, Gone Girl was Ben Affleck. Um, it, this guy's wife disappears, and there's like this media thing around it and they're trying to work out who did it like and it's like the a person it's like Um, all the notes that are left behind or is that something else completely um, i think that's something else completely i feel like that's something i don't know what you're talking about i I like i see Um, things on tumblr okay and i like it might be gone girl it's been a while since i don't know i Um, think it is it came out last year i saw it when it came out it's been a while um but that was a great that was actually another good example of maybe david fincher just does plot twisty films but he did gone girl was a big twist at the end and you end up hating yourself Oh, joy. Yeah, That's like, fun, I, yeah. I remember walking out of that film and I was like, wow, I hate everything that just happened about... <laughs> you know, it was, it was, everything was great. I hate myself for making the judgments I make. Because oh, the way that okay, they do yeah. it is basically every time you meet a character, you immediately are like, oh, I dislike them or I like them based on the kind yeah. of person you are. And then as it develops, you start to change your opinions and you get to the end and you're like, everything I thought was incorrect. I'm such a cunt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I, I hate myself. <laughs> 
So he does that kind of a film where you recontextualize. Yes, of course he did. Fight and Club. I guess Social Network. Social Network was just a mockumentary with. Oh, it was pretty fun. With Spider-Man. It was a fun film. I thought it was a good film. Yeah, well, I'm not saying it was bad. Mockumentaries, in a sense, it was a documentary. No, I know. I was just really I was correct. just saying, it's a nice film. Yeah. I know what a mockumentary is. For those who haven't taken any oh kind God. of a drama class <laughs> ever, what's a mockumentary? I know you're about to explain it. A mockumentary is like... Well, there's different types. There's like documentaries. Well, there's things that are filmed like a documentary that aren't true at all. So like, Pure Ownage is a mockumentary. What? Pure Ownage. It's a web show about okay. a pro gamer. He, but it's I like just got completely the fucking, fake. I just got the. I, I just got the look. Yeah. You guys didn't see that, but <laughs> really? Ben just gave me the look. Are you fucking kidding me? The look. I don't know. What I don't. I don't know another example. Oh, like the like Borat is a mockumentary. So like Office or something. No. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Office is a mockumentary. Yeah. But then there's like mockumentaries which are like they tell a true story, but they tell it like dramatically, quote unquote, which is like Social Network. So they like dramatize the fuck out of it, so it's a good story oh, rather so it's a than decent being film. correct. I'm trying to think, of which is what film. most history films are like. So oh like yeah, American Snipers, like a mockumentary. <laughs> yeah, um, but they're not really like uh, Social Network's not really filmed like a documentary. What's well, a film? Thing. So it's because well, it's okay. So document mockumentaries may be more about the style. Yeah. Of the filming, but like I call Social Network a mockumentary because it's like. Well I, call it a f- well, I would call it a film because it's, it's a departure enough of what actually happens. Like, <laughs> what? Like, Social Network, I would call a film because it's a departure enough from what happens that it's, like, yeah. a fictional spin. It's pretty close, but, like, just the way that they do it, yeah. it it reads like a film, and you could watch it, and you could be like, if you'd never had seen Facebook yeah, before... Yeah, if you didn't know what Facebook was... You would still find it funny. Yeah, you'd still, you'd still grasp that, yeah, it's the Social Network thing... Well, like, if you didn't know what Facebook was, you'd be like, it's still I don't really film. understand what Facebook is, but the movie would still be entertaining. Well, you, well the thing about it is Because everyone that, knows about money. Yeah, but they, they immediately, at the start, you know that he's rich. You know that he's a dick. Yeah. So you get the two pieces of information, you need to understand the context for everything else that happens. Pretty much. So if you'd never, if you'd never seen or heard of Facebook, you'd know that there's a rich guy who's a dick who is a cascoolionaire thanks to something he did in college. Yeah. You would still enjoy the film, because it's yeah, a good film. Much. Whereas, like, I feel like a mockumentary, a lot of the time you have to understand the thing that they're making fun of to enjoy it to its full extent. Yeah, I suppose. Unless which it's is, like Borat, which is just which stupidly is just stupid funny, funny on itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I, I would call that parody, though. Right? Yeah. Because it's, it's so silly. Well, what's it the parody of? I I don't know. It's a parody of I guess the country? I don't know. No, I, is it or is it a, a parody, parody of, of is it a parody of mockumentaries? I don't know. I don't know. I feel I feel like Borat's different because what's his name? The guy who Sasha Baron. Cohen. Yeah, Sasha that Baron was Cohen. I pulled that out of my ass. I was <laughs> that was like that's a fifty fifty one of those words. Yeah, his like I feel like like the films he does like those ones where it's like Borat and Leg and the other one, the German um, one where he's naked for a lot of it, where he's playing like the. Bulgarian, like fucking. Oh, is that Inglorious Bastards? No, no. What? There's, it's a German. No, film. it's like no, no. it's basically Borat, but he's the. Uh, the name escapes me. Anyway, everyone will know what I'm talking okay, about. I'll look up. What am I looking up? Bulgarian Borat? <laughs> no, German Borat. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably pop up. You put in German Borat. <laughs> I was like Bulgarian. That's not even close to what you just. Said. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Anyway, no. Okay. So like, he's a like he does like character parodies where he plays a character. Yeah. Anyway. Different thing in time. Yeah. But, yeah, so Mockumentary is definitely, like, um, has the potential to... Why are we even talking about Mockumentary? I don't know. I was going to say, know. let's go back to rug pulls. They're more Fuck. interesting. I have no idea. If someone... Could, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what's just... We're really what bad we? without notes. <laughs> no, we're just bad because it's Friday night. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, so... Um, 
Fight Club, great example of... Yeah. Uh, the, ah, that's why we're talking about mockumentaries. Yeah. Fight Club, great example Club. Um, of something that recontextualizes really well. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, detective comics, so if it's like your Batman or like Constantine, <coughs> um, even Daredevil do it sometimes, where like you'll have an entire run of comics and you'll think that the bad guy is one person. Yeah. And then at the end it's like, yeah, it was this other guy. And then they'll have like a few panels where they go back through and show how it was the other guy. Oh, yeah. Well, they do that, yeah, they do that in like Fight Club. Mm. as well again yeah so similar kind of thing you often have to have um you have that so we call that a refrain um, yeah so that's that's the refrain in the story where um oh it's sometimes there's another word for it um so which is a poetry term which is a volta v-o-l-t-a yeah um and so volta is when you have a thematic term so a good example is like in in shakespeare's some of his most famous sonnets he kind of invented the volta um, in his version of the sonnet. But you know the one where he's, like, talking about the one where he's, like, um, when you walk upon the ground, your foot, you, the earth shakes. Um, what? If you're... Uh, fuck. I, I know oh what I'm God. talking about. No, no, no. Google no. Um, foo. Uh, I'm so tired. Um, it's, like... Uh, <laughs> it's it's the one where he makes fun of... You probably don't know it. But basically, he has a famous love sonnet where he makes... He's basically, like... My girlfriend isn't even that hot. Like, when she walks on the earth, she doesn't tread lightly. She steps really fucking heavily. <laughs> um, yeah, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? No, that's not it. Fucking goddamn it, Google. Shit. Um, it's failing you right now. Yeah, I man. Um, it's like, well, if I type in breasts are done, that'll help. <laughs> no, 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 because it's a... I know that's it's not what it's, it's called, funny. but yeah. Well, it's a funny. Shakespeare's funny. It's a funny fucking poem. He's basically like... nothing but dick jokes. He basically is like, look... Your tits aren't great. Your face is not that great. You kind of tread heavily. Your breath smells, but still like you. And yeah. the bit, the butt is the volta. So it's that twist at the end where oh, it's okay, like, yeah. all of these things, but I still wouldn't have anyone else. And yeah, you're like, that's kind of nice, that. but you're a bit of a dick it's before a dick. then. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a volta or a refrain. Yeah. So in Fight Club, the refrain is that that series of scenes where you get the recontextualization. You're like, oh my god, Tyler Dutton is, is yeah. um, the narrator. Hulk or... Edward Norton, whatever Edward you want to think of him. Yeah, as. it's weird because, like, for the longest time, like, the first time I watched Fight Club, I knew, like, all my friends would be like, yeah, like, Edward Norton's character is Tyler Durden, or, like, whatever. Like, mm. because he doesn't have a character, he's just the narrator. Yeah. Like, for the longest time, I'd just be like, yeah, it's just Edward Norton. Like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, the character. He's playing himself. And then when you'd, I would, like, see his name in other films, I'd be like, isn't Edward Norton that guy from Fight Club? Oh, and yeah, he's character? the guy from Fight Club. And I'm like, yeah, but isn't it, like, the character from no, Fight Club? No, no, it's no. like, no, that's uh, the actor. Uh, they refer to him as Jack in the script. Yeah. For sanity's sake. Yeah. I think because writing stage directions of the narrator, the you narrator, would end up, yeah, like, gouging just, your eyes You're like, out. but the narrator is someone else. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Fight Club was cool because the concept there is that everyone is the narrator. So, like, there's... What? <laughs> okay, so, so the, the reason the Fight Club is so interesting is basically, like, it's a commentary on... Well, it's a, first of all, a commentary on capitalism, obviously. Oh, well, yeah, that's um, blatantly but, obvious. But it's, a, it's, it's also a... Um, so like Marxism... Babies. It's baby's first commentary on capitalism. Yeah, so, like, so like it's, it's basically a bad commentary on capitalism, which is a commentary on people that are commenting on capitalism oh kind of thing. That's so meta. Where it's like, yeah, well, it's, it's like, this is what happens if capitalism goes too far, but this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So it's never going to happen, so yeah. calm the fuck down. It's like how hatred is, like, a commentary on how, like, shitty games still, like, a shitty game that, like, looks, looks arty. Mm people will still play because yeah. it's 
Uh, goes against the system. It's an independent game. Yeah, and um, it doesn't it does what it does what it wants. And isn't afraid of anybody. It's a free agent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of that turning point. So that's yeah. what we'll we'll think about when we're talking about this stuff. Um, but yeah, so there's obviously a few really great examples in in literature that are really famous that you don't mm. think of as being them. Because a lot of the time now, you just kind of know the twist because it's like just inherent knowledge. Yeah, it's just like. Yeah, it's, like the Fight Club twist is it's just it's, it's public domain. The, yeah, like, like when it's like when it. when there's two characters who are the same person, it's just like yeah, that's like the Fight Club thing. Yeah, which is actually not true because because obviously well, it's, it would have. Well, interestingly, Edgar Allan Poe was the first. one that conceptualized yeah, that. Like Fight Club was not the first one to do it, but everyone just associates it. with Well, it. I think it was because it was done really well. Um, but I'm going to read you this sonnet now. This is Shakespeare's sonnet 130. Oh. And the fact that I couldn't think of this is embarrassing. There's a few people that are like, really? That was the one you forgot? I, I didn't it's... even know he had sonnets. I don't it's... know what a sonnet well, is. So, okay. I mean, um, <laughs> this side of the table doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, my mistress's eyes are nothing like the sun. Coral is far more red than her lips red. If snow be white, why then her breasts are done? Whoa! If hell's... Hold on, Shakespeare. You can't say... You can't go around asking why people are white. Miggles, I love it. Um, if hairs be wires, black wires grow on her head. I have Jesus. seen roses... Yeah. Damask red and white, but no such roses see I in her cheeks. And in some perfumes is there more delight than in the breath that from my mistress reeks. I love to hear her speak... Yet I know that music hath a far more pleasing sound. <laughs> I grant I never saw a goddess go. What a dick. My mistress, when she walks, treads on the ground. <laughs> and yet, by heaven, I think my love is rare, as any she belied with false compare. And at the end, he, everyone just has nice warmth. <laughs> he, he gives two lines yeah, dude. to, like... That's a Volta. That's to make is. up for, like, the paragraph yeah, of what, insults that, that he threw is. at the start. That's, that's what a sonnet is. So that's, like, that's, like, a Oh, full. Christ. I mean, they're not all... You don't have to be a cunt, but there's a turn in, There's a turn thematically, right? Yeah. So you're like, oh, that's nice. He understands. And he's gonna be backpedaling like crazy. Yeah, dude is getting none. Yeah, dude, no, he's, he's sleeping like, he's, on the couch. Yeah, he's... He's, uh, he's gotta make <laughs> up for that one. If he, I, he, he's probably quite single, though. I don't think he's probably quite would. dead as well, but, you know. Oh, <laughs> doesn't help. Doesn't help with the the sex thing. Yeah. Being dead. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah. Ugh, Ugh. We should have that one. Um, okay. So talk us. Okay. So we talk about Spec Ops Line. Yeah. So explain to us the premise of the game, the rug pull moment. Spoiler and then the, alert. The cunts. We did that Basically, uh, Spec Ops Line is that you're this like, it's a fir- it's a th- third person shooter action game. Basically. Which is kind Gameplay of like a Gears of War. Yeah, it's pulled ex- like straight from Gears of War. Yeah. And you're in you're in Dubai, like post you're in like yeah, like post modern Dubai, which is like sort of like it's still like so it's like semi futuristic, but it get gets hit by sandstorms which like completely fucking knock out all the power or anything. And you're going in after like another like squadron of like American soldiers, like they lost contact. So you're basically going like going in to save them. Yep. Um, so do you know? Like, do you know America. what happened to them? Uh, yeah, you find out. No, no, I mean like going into it, or they no. just they, no. It's just like just, like your main character is just like with your two squad mates. It's just like yeah, we have to go in and save the Americans and get out. That's the mission, and then like you you start, and the whole game for like the first two hours plays super cut and dry. 
just like boring as fuck. It's literally a carbon copy of like every every modern yeah. like modern military shooter, and it's in Dubai and you're shooting Arabs and it's racist and you know so it goes like that for a while, and then there's a few rug pull moments, but like there's there's a few big ones as well. So like it's probably the first moment is when you find the American troops, but then you realize they're actually not good people, quote unquote, but they're actually taking people hostage, like people who lived in Dubai. Mm. And so your characters are like, oh, we have to like, you know, we have to save these people. So the game's interesting because it plays a lot with player choice. So in video games, player choice is like this big one thing that differentiates it from other mediums. Big time. Is that you can choose, you know, how to play the game. And like most games sort of try to be like, oh, you can do whatever you want. They fail. Yeah, because um, it's it's really it's a whole... Really, it's, it's hard to do. Yeah, it's it's a um, really sort of empty promise to be like, you can do whatever you want. So most games sort of try to just do the whole, like, you can be good or you can be bad. But some like, games really choice. hit the nail on the head. Some well, some games, like, contextualize it well to mm. where you can sort of gamify it, like, put it into a system. Yeah. So, but Spec Ops is like, your main character makes pretty much all the decisions because he's the squad leader. And so he goes, you know... We have to you know, we have to stop these American soldiers from like kidnapping essentially all those civilians. Mm. So then the game shifts and you're actually spending like probably the middle part of the whole game. You actually stop shooting black people <laughs> and you start shooting American soldiers. Mm. Like they As distinctively identify like they're not just like, oh, these are friendlies and we're some random Western nation that mm. we don't like no. The game very much specifies that these American soldiers, mm. even in the menu screen, the um, the menu screen for the game is like a torn up upside down American flag with like this really harsh metal version of the Amer- like Ugh. of the American national anthem. Like that's the <laughs> menu screen. So you, yeah, so when you go into the game, you're like, what the fuck? I think actually that menu screen is only the one you get when you finish the game. When you go back to the menu for the first time, okay. that's the one. I think the first time when you boot the game, it's just like some generic spec ops bullshit. Anyway, so. Like, that plays out for a little bit, and probably the biggest... So, the game continues with these themes of, like, oh, we don't have a choice. Like, we never had a choice to do anything other than our mission. And, like, throughout the game, there'll be, like, points where it's just, like, do you want to do this or do that? And, like, no matter what you do, the same thing happens. Mm. Like, it'll be, like, do you want to, like... Like, there's one instance where there's two people hanging up, like, from a pole, like bound and whatever and one of the like over like a loudspeaker or a um you're like walkie-talkie with the main antagonist is that he says the guy on the right like stole water Mm. but then the guy on the left shot the guy on the right's family who stole the water so they're both in trouble so he's just like you have to choose who we punish and so it's a pretty it's a pretty classic kind of noir noir trope Um, and so if you shoot one, the other... I'm, I'm pretty sure they just shoot the other one anyway. <laughs> like, because oh, there are snipers on the yeah, hill. Yeah, it's like a Batman Yeah, thing. That's something that's so bad. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure, but I know for a fact that if you <coughs> you, if you make the choice to just walk off and be like, I'm not going to shoot either of them, the snipers on the hill just take them both just out anyway. Both. Jesus. So, like, no matter what, they both die. Oh, so, like, fuck. there's, like, you have no choice. They're both going to die sort of thing. Yeah, or at but least you still one of them made dies. a decision. Yeah. But feels very reflective of how real life tends yeah. to go. Yeah. So like the whole the whole game plays with that like numerous times, and probably the biggest rug pull, which everyone likes to quote, and like personally, it's like at least in Australia, like 
the whole white phosphorus thing for us never really hit us because we didn't have the same issues that the US had with white phosphorus. Mm, I think like culturally we're quite distant from Yeah, like we've never had a huge military thing. <clears throat> so yeah. like what like at first I was like, what the fuck is white phosphorus? <laughs> I had to oh, Google it and then geez. see like I'm like, oh, okay. okay. That's immediately what it is. when it came up in the game I was like, oh Yeah. Well I had to Google it. I was like, what the fuck oh. is that? Anyway, long story short is that you're you're at this point where it basically, the game, like, throws a turret section at you because, again, it's a very generic third-person shooter. And it's and you get to a point where, like, your main character, you know, they're like, oh, like, this isn't working. We're not holding them off as you're mowing down, again, American soldiers. Yeah. Which is a great way to make your game fun. <laughs> and Well, it makes your game... Tough. Would... But you get to the... You, the funny thing is you get to a point where you just, you just, like, don't realize that, like, who they are. You're just like at first you're like oh shit these are American yeah, soldiers so you're kind of like weird but then you just it you kind just of institutionalizes you a bit yeah it's really just, interesting how that yeah. happens yeah you just forget who they are and it's just like oh they're just guys in camo like they're just guys in like digital yeah, camo they're just soldiers yeah they're just soldiers like, and then you go and then you suddenly are like oh I see how you yeah. would change no but like it's really weird you're like sitting in your living room you're like you're like oh I see how you would end up killing the people that you used to fight with like it's yeah. just really easy yeah um in that in that context and so the white phosphorus scene is essentially you know you're at that point where it's <clears> like <throat> oh like we're not holding them off and your character they find your characters find this um i don't know what it is it's like a more it's like a mortar launcher yeah it's um it's got a name but it, it well, basically <clears throat> it's a white phosphorus launcher yeah so it shoots it up into the air onto yeah. a ground target and you get that, and you're like, well, I, I mean, we have this, so let's use this. And your main character's like, no, that's white phosphorus. We can't fucking use that. And, like, the line that gets, like, said just throughout the whole game is just, like, we have no choice. Again, which is yeah. pretty much talking directly to the character, saying we actually don't have a choice. Cause, and then the game, like, physically throws you into white phosphorus scene. Because, literally, you don't have a choice as a player. Yeah. So that happens, and you, <clears throat> you know, you go into an extremely generic, like... You, like UAV gunner scene again like yeah. playing with the idea that the game is super generic and then when that's all said and done and everyone's dead your characters sort of go out into it's the battlefield it's super fucking violent yeah. by the way it's not <laughs> they, they don't like pull that punch or no. anything you go into this trench and there's just like corpses just everywhere Jesus. and you and at first you don't really like you're just like yeah corpses we, we killed a bunch of people but yeah. then you realize they're all wearing civilian clothes and oh, you sort of realize it at the same time as the main, <clears throat> as the characters in the game. Yeah, they timed it. it really well. Yo, they must have. That oh. must have been like so hard just to like test oh, consistently Jesus. to get it at the right time. There's this second, and it's like, oh, yeah. oh my, like so. It just, basically, <laughs> they the <laughs> the captives or the civilians that mm. they were holding were held in this trench, like pr- just behind the point where you were, mm. like dropping phosphorus which, which you don't see at the time which you don't see because it's like covered by like yeah. trenching like trenches you basically just burnt them all alive you killed all the people that you were and trying like to the imagery is horrible it's really because this is like one of the times in the game where it's just like i wish this wasn't on good graphics yeah i mean they yeah but i mean the really i suppose like the really interesting thing about it is that they took all of the tropes they could and they use them to do something worthwhile. Oh, well, yeah, no, it's... Could you imagine if, like, every Call of Duty had that much thought put into it? Well, Call of Duty, like... Call of Duty tried... Like, it's basically their version of the no-Russian level from Modern Warfare 2. And that's where you kill the people That's in the where airport. you kill all the civilians in the airport. And that one was, like... They kind of... That felt like they pulled their punch a bit, though. 
Yeah, because like that one, it's sort of a weird. Like I think when I when thing when that first came out, I was like, my opinion of it was like it doesn't need to be in the game. Like from a story perspective, the no Russian level actually doesn't really add anything. Oh yeah, you know, like, you go through the whole level and then at the end, like you the get bad... found out as being a spy and then he shoots you. You're like, so it's the... like that. You could have just you could have shown that anyway. The, the bad guy is still a bad guy. You didn't like sympathize yeah. with him for shooting a bunch of civilians. Yeah. No, yeah, like and it's yeah, they... it doesn't add much. They sort of just, like, they're like, yeah, we're able to shoot a bunch of civilians because of story reason. You're like, yeah, but still. I mean, I see why they did it. They were like, hey, this is a thing that you can do now. But then they did that. They did it in, like, every single game following. Like, I think in Modern Warfare 3, there was a scene where, I'm just revealing my ignorance. I've not played anything after that. Yeah, Modern Warfare 3, there's, like, a scene. Like, you're not playing in it. There's just, like, a scene. It's, like, a CCTV footage in, like, Paris. Yeah. And there's, like, this family, like, walking they, like walking with their child along the street. And you see this van. It's, oh, like, a white van, like, parked. Oh, dear. And then, like, a few seconds later, it just, like, blows up. Ooh. And, like, the fucking family's on, like, fire. And you're like, what oh, the fuck? Oh, wow, okay. So they basically killed a kid on screen. Oh, okay. So you're like... Like, that, that wow, was, like... TV su- doesn't even do that. <laughs> yeah, well, like, that was, like, super tame oh, wait, no, compared to, like, no Russian, because there was no sort of interactivity. Oh, uh, okay. But, like... You didn't pull the trigger. Call of... Like, that one pulled the same sort of, like, shock and horror as, like, yeah, the first one did. But it doesn't but, feel like it's that significant. Well, yeah, because, like... Because just... At least in the second one, in Modern Warfare 3, there was no player interaction, so well, it's just, like... It's just, like, watching a really gruesome cutscene, which, like, okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's... It's content like that out there. But then, really. like, the Modern Warfare 2... No, it was Modern Warfare 1. No, it was Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 1 was good. Modern Warfare 2 was the one. Uh, Modern no Warfare Russian 1 wasn't one. that good. Modern Warfare 1. Everyone remembers that way too fondly. Have dude, you, no have way. Have you played that recently? Yeah, dude. COD 4 is literally the best Call of Duty. No. Yes, it is. No, no, no. It has no, it's not. best single player. No. Best multiplayer. No. Dude, yes, it does. No. I'm not arguing this now. <laughs> okay. That's a, we can have a whole podcast about that at some point. And but, yeah, sorry, continue. But, like, Spec Ops The Lion, it was sort of more interesting because... Like, it wasn't just, like, this weird thing that was that you could have pulled out and, like, nothing would have changed. Like, it really did have an effect. Because from that point on, it was really when, like... you Like, that's, like, a, a shift. A, that was when, like, the game shifted tone, like, heavily. Mm. Like, from then point on, your character is, like... Like, your main character is, like, super delusional. And just, like, pretty much ordering his soldiers to... Like, his, his squad mates to death. And, like, he has, like like weird delusions and even shit like in loading screens you'll have like flashbacks yeah so like the loading screen will be like the loading screen was just like whatever and then like every now and then after the white phosphorus scene the loading screen will like the image will be replaced with the image of yeah which is really which really it's it's just, just like oh sweet christ and if if you want to see it go and watch go onto youtube and just type in spec ops the line let's play and the way that goofy Stupid people that play video games for fun, like yeah. go watch an idiot YouTube channel yeah. that has two million views, or and something. it'll be like, and they'll be, and they'll just be like, <laughs> yeah. it's funny, and you'll be like, no, it's not. And there's this, <laughs> and there'll be this panty drop moment where they go from like, oh, this is this is fun, we're it shooting fun. people to like, oh, yeah, <laughs> and they just can't. They're say just anything. like, yeah, I don't think I can. They'll, they're like, this isn't content that I know yeah. how to deal with. So well, that's 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 who it's for, really. Like there are a lot of moments in that game where they do sneaky stuff like that. Like probably one of the coolest moments is. And, like, I don't know if everyone gets this, but there's this scene... So there's, like, these juggernaut characters, which are, like, these characters wearing huge, like, uh, bomb diffusal armor. They're, like, they got, like, LMGs, it's and they're just super like tanky. Your, just your tank, your tank yeah. enemy. And in in one scene, this, like, juggernaut bursts out from this wall, 
like behind this brick wall in like typical fucking video game fashion. But he's actually one of your squad mates. Because like the voices of your squad mate who pretty sure he's died at that point. Mm. So and it's and it's like him. So it's like it's him wearing like big armor. You can like hear his voice. And he's like screaming at you. And you're like, <laughs> like that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. But I, so I died. Like I just died to it because I just wasn't prepared you to panicked. take on. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I don't know because I don't know if you can beat him or not. Like if you, if you know he's coming, if you kill him, I don't know like what happens. Mm. But so I died and then the game like restarts on loading screen. Next time I got up to the juggernaut point, just a regular, regular juggernaut came through. Oh, fuck that. Like not, not oh. the delusional one. Like, oh man! And I was like, so you just I was like, what? Like, did I like, did I, did I imagine oh, that? That's did that so actually well happen? Done. That's genius. And like, even today, I'll be like, did I like, did that actually happen? Because it happens once. That's so interesting. And it's and if you if you like, I don't know what happens if you just kill the juggernaut. He might. It might not even. It might not it happen every time you play the game either. Yeah. Or like, um, like I literally don't know. <laughs> that's a fucking PT moment right there. Yeah. Actually, so so that kind of a moment is so it's so hard to do in other media. Yeah, because you can't. Because another meet like, because you can't change a movie every time you watch it unless they like, unless you're George Lucas and you make fucking changes to who shoots first every. <laughs> but like watching the same movie over like over like unless they like hide details that you won't like notice the first time, it's hard to just make very obvious changes. Yeah. In like a film, but like in games, it's really easy. You can do that because you can play with you player go back failure. And you do it again. Yeah, and especially yeah. with like player like a player losing. Think of like. There's a game that I played recently. Oh, um, obviously Dark Souls is a great example of something which takes play a failure and makes it a mechanic. Oh, yeah. Um, but I was playing something relatively recently where dying made it into a completely different game. I've forgotten what it is. Well, there's, there's sort of a similar example with The Flock. What's that? It's this like horror game which came out like a week ago. Mm. And the idea of it is that there's... Oh, God, I'm really burpy. <laughs> the developers <laughs> programmed this mechanic where there's like a population number Mm -hmm. and every time you die in the game that population number decreases and when the population number hits zero literally no one in the world can play it like the game just stops working wait the the game so there's there's a global population so the the game's multiplayer yeah is it do you pay money for it yeah what yeah what it's like a $20 game on steam fuck off so you can only play it for a certain amount of time before everyone's dead yeah and what? then when How everyone dies enough time, How? you can't. There's what? just there's just a really high cap. It's That's... like something like thirty million. No, or something. but still, it's gonna run out eventually. It will. Is that legal? Game... Can you do that? I don't know. I like, don't the feel legality like legality of it is interesting <laughs> because like well, it's, it's like it's like food. Like food is consumable. What the hell is it like food? Because you buy food and then you eat it and then you have no more food. Yeah, but food isn't under creative license for your country for copyright. <laughs> like, Actually, yeah, you don't. Australians you don't buy, could probably get you like don't get buy, refunds through the. Uh, yeah, you don't buy software rights to food that lets you use it for an unlimited amount of time while that's. <coughs> oh, actually, it's while that software is available. I guess you could technically retract it, but you would have to give your money back. Well, I don't, like I don't know what, what's going to happen. Like no one knows what's going to happen when it hits zero. The developers say, "Yeah, the game's going to stop," but like they could quite. I mean, arguably, they could just they could pull put the rug pull. <laughs> they could do a rug pull, do something that people. You know what would be really expect. cool is if they if is if when it hit zero, you then played the game and the world it was just deserted. It was a single player campaign of going through like, an really apocalyptic cool. world because it's it's a multiplayer like cat and mouse game. Get a sense so of that. Like, we're going to make that game. <laughs> <laughs> where like, what's like, what's this? What's the gameplay? 
oh, it's like it's boring. Apparently, like the the game itself is apparently not very good. Oh, which is unfortunate. Oh, it's basically just like a generic multiplayer horror. Oh, such sort a of good thing. idea. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like that kind of thing. Um, I mean, it, it does play with the that. medium. It I is mean, like it's like having a movie that can only be watched by like a certain number of people, like yeah. before automatically turning itself off somehow. Yeah, well, well, there's there's media like that. Well, it's it's kind of like going to a concert. You can yeah. watch a recording of it, but it's never quite the same experience. Yeah, but like the flock will literally never be the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... at least you watch like less plays, I guess. But then it's not the same. Yeah, it's I mean, not like playing a game. Uh, that's really interesting, actually. Yeah, the flock's really odd. I think what I'd really like to see, and I've probably talked about this before, but like, and this is one of the things that we have for the the Hendrix series eventually. I'm not yeah. going to spoil it too much, but we have a turning point. Where they go from being one type of novel to something else completely. Oh, that's fun. Um, so you get, like... I think we have, like, ten, ten of him as the personal investigator. That storyline. And yeah. then there's this refrain. And it's totally different stylistically and thematically. Same yeah. characters. Some of the same characters. Some of the same settings. But totally different. Yeah. Um, and when we were talking about that idea and trying to work out how we do that with, with the delivery content system that we have. Um, one of the things that I thought about... Um, I th- think it was uh, i want to say um the force unleashed 2 my least favorite video game of all time <laughs> one of the worst games i've ever played i'll bring this up at least once a podcast yeah. so i can just remind fuck that studio yeah <laughs> it was such a good game that was four hours long <sighs> i mean portal portal one was three hours yeah but the ga- okay yeah but the gameplay in the star wars game you're like oh this is really fun this is really fun now it's over <laughs> or as Portal, you're like, you're like, this is really fun and challenging. Wow, what a rewarding experience! Yeah, hey, well, Portal, I hope they make a second one. Portal is a Portal One is a uh, like a two hour tutorial for a half hour game. Yeah, uh, where the two hours, yeah, the two hour like... tutorial is when you're in the testing facility, and then the really half, well. then like the forty five minute like escape sequence. Well, so is, oh, I suppose Portal Two, the whole thing's an escape. Though. Yeah, well, Portal Two is pretty similar, but they like. There's a tutorial, then a chunk of game, then more tutorial. Yeah, which I really When like. you go into the underground areas, then a chunk of game, then, like, more tutorial and chunk of yeah, game. Yeah, but it really works for that. Oh, yeah, because it was just, like, three portals. But back a good to back example, to back. <laughs> good example of not how to do that is uh, Assassin's Creed 3. Or any Assassin's Creed, pretty much. Nah, actually, I would argue that point on AC4 and Unity. But um, AC3, literally three quarters of the game is tutorial and then you finally put on the assassin outfit and you're like god this took me like 10 hours and same with um and then there's like this much game after that same with uh the really disappointing uh shadow of mordor which is like mostly tutorial yeah and then but, after like, you're tutorial done, about you're like the, um, oh this is really cool but like the cool there's system. no reason to do it anymore because yeah. i finished the story yeah yeah it was kind of weird like i wish the whole system was just open at the start so I could just tinker, but yeah, the, like the, cha- an- the challenge modes are an interesting. I don't know if you spent much time with them. No, I find I them a bit tedious. A <laughs> yeah, they're a bit tedious, but like they had such a good idea, and they just didn't. They couldn't like take the idea to where it needed to go. Yeah, they had. They were like, "This is a great idea. Let's make the game," but they didn't really like. They didn't go anywhere. No. <laughs> um, but the Force Unleashed two, um, they ruined it in the trailer. But there's a big twist in the game itself where, and they ruined it in the trailer. <laughs> That's like biggest mistake. That oh, was like that it was like me to that was like the Cloud Atlas trailer, like the first um, one. That was like the Star Wars trailer that came out today. It's ten seconds. It ruined a big fucking plot point. In the oh, film. really? I haven't seen it. Don't don't don't. I was like, it's everywhere, and I was like, oh, a ten second trailer. Was it like the what's her name, the girl, no. like the main character? No. 
Or is no. that something else? No, that's something else. We already knew oh, that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But there's this moment where, like, there's been all this speculation, and I'm not going to spoil it, yeah, but this is the one thing I'm not going to fucking spoil. But, I'm like, going to go was, home and look at it. It was 10 really seconds. Care. It was on Instagram. Like, one of the someone had put it on. Oh, God, yeah. No, but, like, with the develop, the, the film studio yeah. put it on Instagram, because it was only 10 seconds. Or yeah. Whatever. I don't know how Instagram video works. Disclaimer. It's up to 15 seconds. There you go. Yeah. But it's, like, this really short trailer. And it's two pieces of footage we've seen before, and then literally like a tiny extension of a clip we'd seen previously that ruins Spoils a giant everything. fucking spoiler oh, that would have been amazing to walk into the film not knowing. Oh, and they just great. couldn't fucking resist getting great. people to get into the cinema, even that's though everyone's horrible. gonna go fucking see it anyway. Well, what if there's like, what if that's not the twist? What if that's just like. No, that's probably not even a twist for them anymore. Like, the problem is, like, they probably are like, that's not a twist. Like,. That was obvious. Like, They're like, oh, it's this character. Obviously, this is going to happen. You're like, no, but how cool would it be to not know that? Yeah. But, sorry. I just got really <laughs> mad. I got really mad. Um, yeah, it fucking pissed me off. Um, but yeah, so Force Unleashed 2, um, it's obviously not canonical. Um, because in the actual, uni- like, in the Star Wars universe, no one has that much force power. Yeah. Um, but Starkiller, who's the character that you play, at the start of... Force Unleashed 2, um, Vader has, has, his usefulness for Starkiller has run out, so he's decided to kill him. Yeah. And then you break out and you escape and you go and seek out your girlfriend or whatever. I think she's dead, I don't know. You're fucked by the awesome shit. He no, I, she, you're in love, but I think she dies at the end of the first one. I don't know, it didn't leave much of a lasting impression at the time. Yeah. But, um, toward the end of the game, you discover that Vader has actually made all these clones of you, and that... <laughs> And you're like, oh, that's really fucked up. It's like and then, alien resurrection. And then you're like, and then you find out that you're a clone. And you're like, you're like, oh, I didn't. Okay. Like I didn't see that one coming. And then you're like, oh, that's you know interesting. And you find out that other characters are clones. Oh, what the fuck? And you're like, oh. <laughs> and then the game, and the game has a really shitty ending. But like, yeah. when you find out that not just you, like you're like, I'm a clone. Eh, probably, I've seen Total Recall. Not that big yeah. of a. You're like, I've seen iRobot. These clones and stuff, whatever. But it's when you find out that other characters are clones that were orchestrated to get you to escape, you're like, that's a kind of cool recontextualization of that trope. Yeah. Um, but that was spoiled in the trailer, unfortunately. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> I didn't watch the trailer before the game came out, so that was fine. But I realized yeah. afterwards, I was like, oh, that was everywhere. Like, yeah. I don't know how I didn't see that. Um, but stuff like that is really hard to do in other media because, like, as much as a lot of content tends to be linear from, like, A to a to B, for instance. Yeah. In games, you can go A to B, but you can get there like eight different ways. Yeah. So like well, a good, or depending on the game. In some games, you can some be like five thousand different ways as yeah. well. So like a good example, a game I'd love to see, and I've talked about this at length, is I'd love a company to pitch a game as being like, you're this character, you're in like a city or a civilization, you go about your life or whatever, and you do all these tasks, and it's like a procedural um, experience, kind of like the Stanley Parable, but like you actually live someone's life. Yeah. Right? And then something happens, like whether you get powers or whether, like, there's a zombie apocalypse or something, and after an insane amount of time of gameplay, it becomes a totally different game, and you can never go back. Yeah. I feel like stuff like that, like, there's a potential for someone to do that really, really, really well. Well, that's been done. It's called Brutal Legend. Isn't that the game with guitars? Yeah, and it started out as, like, god of war but with guitars and then turned into an rts and everyone hated it what because so the way that the way brutal legend works <laughs> huh? is that like the game's like this open world well it's advertised like this open world hack and slash game but then like halfway through the game you get wings what? and you also get the ability to like 
move crowds around and then the game just turns into you like being in the air telling your like crowd of groupies to attack so the halo wars that they yeah so oh it, no like you can jump down and fight with them oh, but no. like the game like that's not no. the game anymore the game is this rts oh, bullshit the halo wars that the cunts <laughs> god i still remember the first halo wars coming trailer. out with a new one Oh, they'll probably announced. do a better job. Like, oh. it wasn't like it wasn't a good RTS. You can't do RTSs on consoles. Just full stop. No, it's it's never I been just... done successfully. It was The trailer <laughs> for that was like... Everyone was like, oh my god, we're getting a Halo game in the past. This is like one of the best fights of all of the Halo universes. This yeah. is one of the coolest fights. Like, the, the, the Battle of Harvest. Like, oh my god. And then it's a fucking RTS. Yeah. And it's like, I hate. <laughs> I hate. Bungie, yeah. I hate. Fucking RTS. Um, and then Halo 4 saved them. Yeah. Um, well, then Halo Three was, but yeah. Subsequently, they they they've done a better job, but oh yeah. Um, actually, Halo Four. I probably talked about this a bit before. Um, probably one of my favorite games um, that I've played on a console. I was expecting to dislike it, but Ooh. I think it's it's brilliant. Well, I mean, my favorite game on console is Smash Brothers, but yeah, that's like that's different. fair. <laughs> no, no, that's yeah, fair that's enough. Fair. But like Halo Four, I played the story, and the story yeah. I, I haven't touched the multiplayer, but the story was just so well done, and the way that. Like, it was one of those things where they te- they took all three elements that make a good game, and they had them match up perfectly, so the gameplay was great, the story was great, and... Shit, what's the other element? Like, audiovisual. Yeah, so the graphics. They weren't just good, they suited each other, and they complemented each other perfectly. Yeah. And I played it from start to finish, so I was like, oh, that was a perfectly made game. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't an amazing game, but it was yeah. perfectly made. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. Um but there's an interesting moment in that as well where they kind of, they try and recontextualize, but they kind of fake you out a bit. Yeah. So that they're, they're like, basically like they, the whole game, um, so obviously put it spoiler about this because this is still relatively recent. But the new Halo is coming out soon. Um, so do you care about Halo spoilers? No. Okay. Literally so, don't care. <laughs> so, so your AI, Cortana, is going rampant, which yeah. means that she's dying because she's outlived her, um, AI only lived for seven years. Yeah. Then they deteriorate. Um, and she was on the ship. She, Chief was uh, in a stasis tube for four years. Yeah. And it was three years. So she, she's starting to go rampant at the start of the game. And she gets progressively worse. And the whole game, they kind of fake you out that you're going to work out a way to fix it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what's well, fine. We can get you to this doctor on this space station. Like, and then we can fix you and it'll be fine. And yes. Chief's like, I'm not going to let you die. And you're like, Chief would never let her die. <laughs> like, what a great guy. Right? And you get to the very end of the game and you're waiting for it and you're waiting for it and you're waiting for it. And they fake you out. They're like, oh, thank God we have enough time to get you to get you saved. And then it's like, there's 10 minutes of the game left, and you don't save her, and she dies, and then the game ends. And you're like... <laughs> How far off is that? <laughs> and there's this scene, probably one of the, the best cutscenes of Halo. It's similar to the end of Halo 1, where, like, you're on the... Um, so Halo do a great job of, like, really good ending cutscenes. Isn't so, that the one where he takes his helmet off by, like, it pans up? Pan yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Like, fucking genius, yeah. right? Um, Halo 2 is great. You're actually, you're, you're on the ship of the the boss of the evil aliens. And someone, it's such a fucking Michael Bay line. Someone oh, that yeah. your, your commanding officer is like, Chief, what are you doing on that ship? And Chief, like, goes, it's a really, like, so fucking so cheesy. Goes, he goes, sir finishing this fight oh, God. and then it cuts and does the halo yeah. music yeah. and it was like oh that was a really cool action film moment yeah. and then the end of three you're in the stasis you're in like the the ruins of the ship and you're yeah. in the stasis tube and it pans out um and chief says wake me when you need me and then it pans out and he gets stasis and it's cortana yeah. halo 4 ends with 
you're on a star sh- you're on a star satellite station or whatever yeah. um, and you're talking to a character who's from he makes his first appearance in Forward Unto Dawn which is that live action Halo film that live action eight minutes later no 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 oh, the, the... the hour and a half one it's pretty good it was about cadets being trained and then Chief arrives to save the day's Covenant attack I haven't seen it it's on Netflix oh, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. they actually made that like I remember the whole like Halo film oh, that was against... ages ago is it, is it that one no is that, it was way later that than that film? they've also done they've also done a really really good TV show yeah, well. there was like that eight episodes where they gave was that I think it was like it was like Halo Legends or something no, where they gave the rights to a bunch of animation studios and said like not make that. us no make us a Halo episode and like some of them were just so ridiculous no, cause... not that um <laughs> that was pretty bad though yeah, but um, that was amazing <laughs> well I, they saw what what was the Matrix one called that was the same thing the Matrix animated what was that called. That was so good. They did, like, a run of, like, eight or nine episodes of, like, a Matrix TV show that was animated. It was just, like, a one-off thing. Yeah. And it was so good. And I think Halo saw that, and they were like, we should have that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but they did. Um, Halo Nightfall is, a, it was, like, a five-part TV movie thing that oh, they okay. did recently. It was really, yeah. really good. It's, like, they're in a shopping mall on Earth and Covenant attack, and there's only, like, three ODST or something to stop them. Yeah. Really, like, intense action thing. But, um... Yeah, so Halo Four, the ending. You're on this. You're on this space satellite, and you're talking to this character who you've known for years, um, who sort of idolizes you a bit. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "I'm sorry for your loss." And Chief, who's a super soldier raised at birth, he doesn't really feel. He's not really human. Yeah. And the whole premise of the the whole premise of the series, like a thematic, consistent um, tone, is that Chief is the robot and Cortana is more human than he ever was. Yeah. So even though Chief is actually human, he doesn't really have much humanity in him. Yeah. And Chief is like the human part. So, at this point, you're not even sure if he's sad that she's dead. Yeah. Because you're not even sure if he can be sad. <laughs> and um, and he's like, well, you know, I hope you're okay. And he walks off. And you get this, like, pan-up shot of Chief staring out at the stars. Um, and then he repeats the line, which is, like... Um, there's, like, a famous line that Cortana repeats about, like, man and machine or something. I can't think what it was. Yeah. But the way that they do it, it basically recontextualizes the entire relationship in, like, eight seconds, that line. And you're like, oh, fuck and then it ends and you're like i'm so sad <laughs> and they play her um something halo does really well is the score the music in halo is beautiful yeah it's amazing um and they have like a, a piano rift which is dum 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 which is like cortana's music yeah so whenever something bad happens with cortana that always happens and it's really like haunting um and they play that and it cuts to black and that's you hear that melody for about 10 seconds before the credits even start oh my god you just get to sit and stew in this like <laughs> sadness and oh you're like, god oh, i have to do with like i have a day that i have to now live yeah. after this. Like, oh. but that was just so rough um yeah. and then so you're like oh that's really sad like that sucks but then they did it again in the halo 5 trailer <laughs> well like you got this great trailer this is probably spoilers for halo 5 as well um if you haven't seen the trailers but they have this trailer that's like oh action fighting Two main characters, Chief and his old score back together, yeah! And then they do this, like, fade cut um, into this cave, and you hear, like, Cortana's echoed voice say Chief, and then they cut to black and play the rift, and you're like, fuck! (laughs) 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 And then, oh, it's just like, gosh, they they really fuck with you and use that recontextualization. Yeah. And they've got it to this point, I don't know how 343 have done it, but they took all of the really good stuff that Bungie did, story-wise, and we're like, oh, we know how we can recontextualize this 
and yeah. keep making you feel things with it. <laughs> so it's like a repeating literary device for them now. Yeah. Which is really cool, because a lot of Clever. people can only kind of do it once. Yeah. So you get, like, one big twist. But once you know it, it's like the, the Star Wars thing. It's like, ah, this, uh, Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. It's like, yeah, yeah. but that's a one-time twist that was only a twist if you were alive when the film came out. Pretty much. And that's, you know, whatever. For us, that was never a twist, because you just kind of, I don't know, you sometimes grew up knowing that. Yeah. yeah. It's like knowing how to open a zip file. You just do. No one, ever, no one, no one was ever like David. This is how you open a zip file. Like, it's just something that I've gained yeah. through my years of life. Same thing. So pr- producing recontextualization that can't be spoiled by someone just telling you it is really, really compelling. Yeah. Like I think that's the point where it goes from being, oh, that's a kind of a cool plot twist, to being like, oh wow, you, that's just the rug is gone. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of like more having a recontextualization through not narrative devices, but. Like other things, like music mm. or visuals or game mechanics. Yeah, um, or even sometimes it's it's something as simple as like um, in the Matrix um, when you work out that the the bad human is Smith has come into his body. Yeah, you work that out through the music because they play Smith's music when he gets up, uh, and you're okay. like, oh fuck like <laughs> like you have that one where you're like ah crap but yeah. you can't say to someone well when he's that person you'll feel this thing because you'll realize because of the music it's a yeah. thing that you have to experience to kind of understand um which is pretty cool i think stuff like that if you can strive to do that in whatever it is you're creating if that's something that you want to do it can often take what is a good idea and make it into something really really spectacular yeah um it's really hard to do well yeah um the other thing is that if you feel like it's not working well just like get a bunch of people that don't necessarily know your stuff too well and talk them through it and be like if you were watching this or experiencing this or playing this and this happened and change it to this what would you think of it and sometimes you can't just tell people though sometimes you actually have to get them to yeah but then you have to do make, it then you have to make it and then it's, yeah it's just a shit idea yeah well i mean if you're able to make something and then try it and it's a shit idea and you drop it then well good job you're not going to be making that mistake well you also learn something it's yeah. a worthwhile experience yeah but like um i think a good example is and this is a big spoiler because the book is only like a few months old. But in the Dresden Files, which is this book that... Fi- it's one of the things that I satirize in my novels for the, this, the website. Yeah. Um, the Dresden Files follows... Um, he's a wizard in uh, Chicago. Um, You're a wizard. <laughs> yeah, but he's like he's like a really cool wizard. A cool wizard. Like he's He can't like, be cool and wizard at the uh, same time. Cool is the wrong word. He's, he's not cool at all, but he's just kind of a badass. I don't know. It's okay. hard to explain. But yeah. he's, and it's he's like this, Snape, not Dumbledore. No, he's more like... Um, He's more like Van Helsing. Oh, okay. But not shit. <laughs> I, they just do it really well. It's, it's Jim Butcher. It's genius. It's yeah. written amazing. So it's like Riddick. More like Riddick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but brilliant series of novels. Really, really long. Um, and you get to about 12 novels in, and there's this book called uh, Cold Days. And you read the whole book, and it's, it's like sort of the, the culmination of, of um, a few books worth of planning of a few particular people who are trying to put things into motion. Because yeah. there's all these different courts and stuff, and... Um, it takes place in modern day Chicago, but there's like a wizard council and then there's like, it plays off a lot of old lore and stuff. So you have like fake courts. It's basically like he combines D and D with like wizard stuff in modern day. It's yeah. hard to explain, but basically like all these different political bodies in this magical world, of, uh, positioning and posturing to get in this, to this particular position. So you've got a few books worth of build up to it and you're like, Oh, it's fine. Dresden will be able to resolve this issue that will help him get his best outcome. And you're like, oh, that's really cool that, that that's going to happen. Um, and then he dies. <laughs> and it's the end of the book. <laughs> it's not like a build-up to like, oh, the main character's dying. 
he just gets shot. <laughs> he just gets shot with a real bullet and he dies. That's amazing. And you're like, what the fuck? Oh, oh it's really And good. then the next... Um, I think you've mentioned this before, actually, yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, for those of you reading the books, I used, I said shot with a real bullet specifically because it's not actually what happens, but when you read it, you'll be like, oh my god. Because um, it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but yeah. he basically, like, the one of the characters, so Dresden, like, he fights all of these monsters and magical creatures and wizards and stuff, but he always carries a gun. Because he's like, well, if I'm going to be fighting a person, it's good to have a gun to just yeah. whip out, right? Um, so one of the things in the book, or in, in the books throughout, is that a lot of people think of him as uncivilized for carrying this gun, but it saves his life a lot because it's a fucking gun. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't have a carry concealed permit either, and he works with the police. <laughs> so it's this constant, like, slightly entertaining thing where he's always trying to be like, yeah, that gun I pulled out during that fight was not a gun. It was, it was a magic gun. Yeah. Um, or whatever. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, when he does die, it's, it's quite ironic that he gets shot. Um, yeah. But he doesn't actually get shot. Those people who are reading, I'll know what I mean when you he get there. He gets shot, but not really. It's not really, yeah. But yeah. he's dead. Um, and then the next book, you're like, it's fine. They'll bring him back. There's another book. He doesn't get revived in the next book. It's just about the other characters. Oh, okay. I don't know what happens. <laughs> New book isn't even out yet. I don't know if he's coming back or not. It's called The Dresden Files. I hope he is. <laughs> like, uh, you know. So they did a really interesting thing where they... It was like 12 novels. It'd be like if they killed Harry Potter and then there was like five books after it. It's just everyone else. And you'd be like, I don't give a shit about Ron. <laughs> like, no one gives a shit about Ron. Fucking gingers. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think like something like that, if you can nail it. Um, and it's not always about producing a, a wealth of stuff beforehand that you can then just crush. Yeah. Um, so Halo did that, or like Halo 4 did that, where they had this like wealth of things that had happened and then they just crush it in their tiny palm. Yeah. And they're like, fuck you, people that love this character. Um, it's it's you know, It doesn't always have to be... Like, the Dresden Files, we have 12 books and you can crush it. You can do it really well, it just, without that kind of um, time put into it, but it's, you have to really carefully consider it, and go and, like, spend, if you want to do something like this, spend, like, a day Googling different, like, recontextualization of rug pull moments, yeah. and just read as much as you can. Well, like, one, probably, like, the fastest sort of, like, build-up-and-crush moment in at least any games is probably Season 1, Walking Dead, Episode 2... What's, where, what's that moment? So that's when you meet either Claire or Ben, mm -hmm. the people you save from the um, like the news agency when you're in the city, mm -hmm. and you can either just like save the, either one of them. Yeah. And it's like if you save Ben, he becomes like your best friend. Yeah. And you're like your old buddies and everything. And if you save Claire, she becomes like a love interest. I think her name's Claire. Yeah, like which Claire is what I did. Yeah. Yeah. I everyone think, does I that. Claire, it was yeah. like seventy percent of people did that. Yeah. And she becomes, like, a love interest. And then, like, at the end of that episode, no matter what happens, they die. Yeah. Like, it's unavoidable. I, yeah, I remember that. And it's, like, the fastest build-up and crush moment just yeah. ever. and, like, you have Because they build these, it up so fast. We have all these moments. You're like, oh, this is really great. We have intimacy. Especially if... You, especially you know. if with... Because I did the Claire option, because everyone does the Claire option. Oh, yeah. You, like... She, like... She knows who you are, like, in terms of being a murderer. Oh, uh, okay. Because she's a, um, reporter. Mm. So, like, she's the only one who knows who you are. Oh, but, and you're just, like... You're, like, don't tell anyone. She's, oh. like... All right, she's like my secret. So then you have like a, you have immediate artificial so intimacy. You, yeah, so yeah. You, you have like an immediate connection with her because you kind of have to be nice to her. Yeah. But she's also like the only female in the whole thing. Well, she's the only one you meet that's not married, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or, so it's like that immediate thing. Or a but then they just kill her, and you're like, "What oh, the fuck?" God. They do that in The Walking Dead a lot. Oh yeah, they will just be like, oh, "Here's a character." Actually, they do some here's, shit. Here's the character gone. No, you know what? They do some shit in the 
current TV show. So season seven is what they're on now. So yeah. They're just about to start season. I think they just they either just finished season six or they just started season seven. Um, I can't think of which way. Well, they just finished a season. I don't know if it was six or seven. But there's... It's a season where, like, not a lot of people die. Oh, that's nice. So it was, like, really nice. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, this is nice. But then, like, all of these things happen. So it, I don't want to spoil it too much because obviously they'll be, they'll be at the yeah. start. But, like... Actually, I, do you care? No, yeah, not really. Yeah. <laughs> forget anyway. Yeah, um, I probably So will. basically, like, they find a place where they can live that's safe. No, that's a... That's... Oh. That's never... Yeah. That's so they find this thing. place um, that's safe and the people there aren't insane. And they have this community with these with people that are. I was going to say yeah. they, they, have this, they have this community, <laughs> and it seems to be relatively good. But there's always a, there's like a few people that aren't quite. So it's quite a big community. It's in these walls, um, and there's. Oh, one... is that the community uh, that you find at the end of season two, Walking Dead? If you go with Kenny, I didn't go with Kenny. You didn't go with Kenny. You went with Crazy we, Bitch. We talked about this before. You're a fucking idiot. We talked about this before. You find we've talked, we've talked you find a um. Ben doesn't agree with my decision. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny was like the best character. No. He was, he's was mad. This... He gone crazy. By no, way. he hadn't. He gone crazy. No, he hadn't. Well, he's dead Dude, now. She so... was crazy. I... Good. He's good. actually. He's good. No, he's not kinetically. She's dead. a survivor. <laughs> he's a fuck psycho you. bitch. She's not. She's no fuck her. Anyway, no, because at the end of season two, if you choose to go about. with Kenny with the baby, you um you find wherever like wherever Kenny was trying to get the whole season like north to like Wellington or don't something I don't think it's the same place not the same place I mean it's basically the same it's just like walls surrounding a community uh, yeah but but this one like they have a whole bunch of people and they all have like different tasks and rules and they they're not stupid right like these yeah. people have lived long it's like enough. Crawford yeah well uh, just yeah. the tyrannical reign yeah <laughs> well kind of it's it's different though because it's like a, it's a much better system and there's two people in charge <laughs> I hope so um and so they have a system and like you go through the season and like you get to see you get to see them try and adjust to living with people again yeah and like Rick is just he cannot adjust <laughs> like because like they have rules like you can't have you can't carry guns, you can't carry guns inside the fence unless you're a guard yeah or inside the wall sorry um but like Rick doesn't trust them so he he like smuggles weapons and yeah. he does all this stuff like you can still carry blades and stuff um but they make Rick the sheriff because he, oh, yeah, he used to be a policeman, yeah. and he also knows how to deal with stuff. Yeah. So, like, these people have just lived in these walls, and they've done their best to avoid the outside, and they have the source of food, and they have solar power and stuff, and they have all this yeah. stuff. Um, it's like an X. Um, it was like one of those things where, like, it was like a mock-up town of, like, a sustainable living thing. Oh, and then they just so they just find it sustainably. Yeah. So they just, and and <laughs> yeah. the woman who, who created it was there when the zombie apocalypse started, and so her husband was an architect, so they built these walls. Nice. Yeah. Clever. And the way that they explain it, you're like, oh, that was actually really cool. Yeah. Um, and you have a character who, this this old guy, he's like, he would have been like 70. Yeah. This architect, husband. Um, one of the younger characters from Rick's group, he's like, well, I'll teach you the architecture stuff in case I get knocked off and the walls need to be repaired. Yeah. Right? And then obviously they kill the young guy because why would you want hope? Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so not that many people die, but he's one of the characters that dies. Yeah. But um, they, it's sort of about them adjusting to living with other people. Um, and Rick has a romantic interest in this season. Yeah. Um, which he hasn't had since his wife died, obviously, because they've been living out on the road. Yeah. And he's been crazy beard man. Um, no, like, he bit someone's neck off at one point. Jesus. Yeah, like, crazy they got, they got it to, or they got, they got held up, um, and they weren't ready for it because they were hungry. Um, and it was like Rick, his son, um, Carl. 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 <laughs> Carl. Um, it was Rick, Carl, and, um, I think Michonne. Yeah. Um, and they got caught unawares or something, and, 
they had like they had Rick in handcuffs and he just bit this dude's neck. Like just bit this dude's windpipe out. Jesus. And like beat the shit out of him and then strangled the other guy to death. Cool. And I was like, oh, oh. like it was one of those things where Walking Dead went from like Walking Dead to like fuck it's Walking Dead again. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. yeah. Um but so they, it's it's all about them readjusting and like Michonne is the first one to like readjust pretty well. Yeah. So she's like, well, I wasn't in she was like I've always been pretty antisocial, so this is fine. But they have to do stuff like go to dinner parties. Yeah. And like Rick is like, I don't know how to do that anymore. Yeah. But he has this romantic interest that he sort of flirts with, but she's actually married to a guy um who turns out you start to learn through the season that he's been beating her. Of course. Um, well, Rick being a detective works it out yeah. because he works out that the kid is misbehaving because something's going on at home. Yeah. And he's interested in this girl and she's interested in him, obviously, because she doesn't like the husband who hits her. Um, go figure. <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it, it sort of transpires that they have this kind of romantic thing. Um, and Rick, as the sheriff, is like, well, to the person who runs the place, he's like, well, like, you need to have rules because if he's going to... Like, you either need to separate them because he's hitting her or you need to kill him because if you think about the context of The Walking Dead, there's literally no other solution than kill him. Because if you kick him out, he's dead. Yes. So you may as well just kill him. And he's like, like, we're not putting him in prison because then it's just a dude in prison who's not contributing. Yeah. So Rick's like, we need to kill him. (laughs) Otherwise, you're saying this is okay. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, we're not going to kill people. We don't kill people. Like, that's barbaric and uncivilized. So Rick eventually forces this guy to attack him. And Rick whips out this pistol that he's had stolen away oh, nice. and shoots the guy. Um, um, and... Oh, what was he do? Yeah, I think he killed him. I can't remember. There's, yeah. there's a confrontation. Maybe he doesn't kill him. I can't remember. But there's a confrontation. And basically, Rick is like... The whole community is there. And he's like in the street. He's just beat the shit out of this dude. Covered in blood. Like yelling at the person who owns this place. And there's, it, then it cuts to the end of the episode. Because you know what The Walking Dead's like. Yeah. And everyone thinks that Rick is crazy. Yeah. Right? Um, and then you sort of get this recontextualization, and, and because of their like, oh, yeah, Rick's still crazy. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, Rick is still an insane person that has helped them survive through his yeah. insanity, right? So then, like, the rest of the season transpires, and they eventually begin to trust Rick a little more, like a tiny bit. Tiny bit. Um, and Michonne, like, Michonne realizes that as much as they're safe, they still have to be the people they were to survive. Yeah. So she'd hung up her sword, and she picks it up again. And yeah, these kind of moments where um, it's, like, symbolic of them finding a nice balance. But at the very end, you have... They've got, like, this council where they're trying to decide whether to throw Rick out or not. <coughs> so, like, everyone's there. And yeah. Rick hasn't turned up, and everyone's like, why the fuck hasn't Rick turned up to defend himself? And it's because someone's carelessness had left the gate open. And so he's fighting off zombies, killing zombies or whatever. Yeah. Um, and a zombie is approaching this council, but they're all busy. And oh, Rick God. comes in and saves them at the last second. And you're like, oh, that's great. Like, everyone's a friend with Rick yeah. again. This is wonderful. And then you. another character appears... Grabs Michonne's sword, and I think it's the husband. I can't remember who dies and who doesn't yeah. in one order. But someone grabs Michonne's sword and wants to be like, we have to throw Rick out. Like, this is unacceptable. I'm pretty sure it's the husband. Um, and shoves the architect, so the old guy. Yeah. Slits his throat. Because he's holding the sword. Yeah. And it was just like, what the fuck? Like, it just doesn't... <laughs> it's like red, red wedding yeah. levels of just like, what the fuck is and going then, on? And then the woman who owns it, because it's her husband, right? Yeah. She's like, to Rick, she's just like, kill him. <laughs> and Rick's like, what? She's like, kill him. The guy that killed her husband? Yeah. So Rick shoots this guy in the head. Or knife yeah. him. I can't remember which. Um, and then she's like, yeah, you're in charge. And then it's the end of the season. <laughs> oh, it's And I was like, wow. But it was one of those moments where like, that death fucking out of nowhere so yeah. walking dead they just killed a dude 
Because it looked like he shoved them. Because he was just holding the sword and he shoved them with his hand as well. Oh my god. And it just goes, there's blood everywhere and you're like, fucking amateur hour around here. Right? So, like, that kind of thing, if you can nail it. Yeah. Because that whole season you're expecting it all to go to shit. Yeah. But, like, it kind of does and it kind of doesn't. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, so getting that balance is hard. Um,. But yeah, so go look it up. Go do as much research as you can if you're going to put something like this in what your content. Yeah. In your content, um, good resources. Um, if you Stephen King has a blog that he keeps where he writes about this kind of thing, so he writes about writing. Really, really good resource for any storytelling. Yeah. Um, if you want to look at it, because um, a lot of his horror is about recontextualization. Yeah. Um, so like he can make. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example from from recently, but he like he he can make like a child terrifying, even if it's just like a normal fucking kid. Yeah, like, it's all about context. So yeah. he's really good at that kind of thing. So he has he has a blog. He keeps about that and a book of his yeah. as well um, that you can buy. It's he sort of talks through the ins and outs of how to write this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so get as many resources as you can. Watch as much content. Read as much content in this area as you can. Um, good shows, Walking Dead, um, Game of Thrones, not so much. They do it less well. And yeah, when they Game do do it, just like when they do do it, it's really heavy-handed. Titties. Yeah, body. it's become a bit poppy, to be honest. Well, it's always been poppy. Yeah, but like it, I don't know. They've just kind of. Well, it is now because of how popular, well, of how it, is. popular it is. But um, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else are good things that you can consume that are going to help. Um, actually, not Pokemon, but um, Digimon did this really well. Really? Yeah. Something Digimon. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so, so Digimon was really weird, but in the um. <clears throat> They did a season after all of their other seasons with this whole new crew. Yeah. It was after the one where it was really intense and, like, Street Fighter-y. Do you remember that one? No, I didn't watch Digimon. I was, like, super metal. Like, like the, one of the dudes in, in one of the fights... Was that when, like, the season, all of the Digimon had, like... So, like, the Digimon have, like, the Digi-Evolution, mm. which is when they get more powerful. Was that when, like, all the Digi-Evolutions were, like, super edgy and, like, covered in, like, spikes and shit? Yeah. Was it that one? Uh, no, it was way later than that. Oh, Jesus. It yeah, was man. when they got, like, really, like, um, zoidy. And, like, no, what's it called? Dude, I Gung- love Zoids. Gundam. Well, Zoids is... What, yeah, what was the thing that was... Uh, Gun- Gundam. Gundam. They got, like, really Gundam-y, where, like, they, a lot of like them, a lot of their final shit. evolutions look like Gundam robots or whatever. Cool. It was weird. Yeah. But one of the final scenes in one of, in that Digimon is one of the main characters literally jumps up and punches a villain Digimon in the face and kills it. <laughs> like, that's how metal they got. Um, yeah. It was weird. But, but something that they did really well in that season is that um, they took everything. They were like, here is all the stuff you know about Digimon. Here is why all of the other seasons, all of the other characters have been basically doing the work of the bad guys. Oh, that's cool. And it was like, oh... Actually, I think, yeah, I think I've... Is that, like, the weed eggs? I don't know. Probably Digimon's well, all about eggs. Know. It's fucking egg. I don't yeah. Know. They have... I don't know. I it's think really, I, yeah. like... It's really, like, new agey. Yeah, I think I've seen stuff all, like that. They're all, like, semi-adults, the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's a really good example if you want to watch something that's just, like, trashy that does it really yeah. well. Um, they basically take all the previous seasons and recontextualize them. Yeah. Um, it will ruin the previous seasons for you, though. Yeah. Like, it, it just kind of... They feel really shit off. Because you're like, oh, that was good, but now the other ones look way worse. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that's the only real... Is there any other examples that you have before we kind of wrap up? I'm trying to think of something that... Stanley Parable. Yeah, but I mean, that's... That's like multiple recontextualization. I don't know if that counts as much, because that's the premise. Well... Right? Do you want to explain what it is? Stanley Parable is like... Well, there's the original one, which is more focused on a single idea of, like, player... Again, player choice versus, um, 
like narrative versus artificial narrative choice. yeah so it's like you have a narrator which like tells you to do something to like unveil the story about mind control which is ironic because yeah right. you've been told to do things this whole yeah. game and you've just blindly done them and you don't actually have and to if you them. don't if you ignore the um if you like ignore the narrator's instructions it just goes on this insane tangent where like the narrator gets really depressed and like yeah. it's just like oh why don't you want to hear it's, my story it's, it's a totally different game yeah and like the newer one there's just so many different tangents like you go into like there's like one which paradises like indie games where it's just like it's like a baby in a fire and there's a button and like the baby slowly walks towards the fire and when you hit the button it resets the position of the baby and like that's the game, like that's it. Oh man! And the narrator is just like this game represents the the child's like like ever increasing like re- mm. like responsibilities as he goes into adult life. Can you let the baby walk into the fire? Yeah, like, you, you have to. <laughs> so the only way to continue is to let the baby go oh, into the amazing. fire. That's amazing. Because the button just resets the position of the baby, yeah. and you can just do that oh, until, until you were like I so know. fucking dumb. Yeah. And then like there's parts where it's just like. We've done some focus testing, and we've decided to make some, make some additions, and it restarts the game. And you're like, you go into, and then you're in like an office area. You go into like the lobby, and there's this giant like global leaderboard screen, and it's like global leaderboard of the fastest Stanley <laughs> Parable times. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I like, like it. that game just parodies games. Yeah, but, but there was... are like a few of them are really sort of like they play with your expectations a bit. Mm. Well, yeah, that's it's about subverting that expert. Yeah. Oh, that's where the humor comes from. Yeah, like, there's 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 parts where, like, you will be playing, and then, like, you'll go through a door, and then suddenly you're in Minecraft. Yeah. Like, they, they rebuilt Minecraft. Yeah. And then yeah. it's just, like, you're in Minecraft, you're like, what the For, fuck? For, like, literally a single game. Yeah. And then, it's, like, it's you great. go through another door, and you're in Portal. Yeah. And you're like, what is going on? Oh, <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah. I think that's probably quite a singular example um, of how to do it really well. But the whole... Yeah. Pr- I, I think the problem with that is, as an example, is that the premise of that game is that it's oh, yeah. recontextualization. Yeah. So tough to tough to use as an example, but really good to look at yeah. the way that they do it. Um, is really it's executed really well. Yeah. Um, if uh, you don't want to Miami, it, sorry, Hotline Miami. Yeah. It's a good, especially the second one. Second one does a very sneaky job of sort of recontextualization. Play the second one yet? Well, the second one because you're actually I'm not going to spoil it. You can. It's fine. I'll oh well, the, I, it's I, pretty I, early on. It's I the idea that like. Especially the first scene. Wait, is... we've talked about this in a previous podcast. Yeah, we did. Where it's I've actually already a forgotten. movie. I've yeah. already forgotten. Well, you, oh, well, you play through this yeah. scene, yeah. and then at the end, there's like a director. He's like, cut, and you're like, what? And it turns out it was just a movie. Yeah. But then like throughout the whole game, you don't know what's a movie and yeah. what's actually yeah. happening. Yeah. That's right. Because it's the same game, essentially. So you'd be like, is this part of the movie, or is this... Am I actually killing people? I, yeah, I'm actually killing yeah. people. Yeah, but either way, you're still killing people. It's really cool. It's just in a movie or not. Yeah, but and then it's but, sort of well, tells, that also that yeah. also like ties into your expectations of what's okay in a film and in real life. Yeah. Well, the Hollow Mammy Two does the whole like there are some scenes in this game that may be disturbing. Do you want to skip them? It's like fuck no. Of course not. <laughs> it's literally just like the opening scene though. Uh, okay. Yeah. I didn't, that didn't even occur to me that the, the, the implied yeah. rape scene, the start of the game. Oh yeah, you've talked about that before. Yeah. I we yeah we did talk about we this did talk about it before first, first episode. Well, I've already forgotten. Jesus, that um, was. I do not have good short-term memory, yeah. <laughs> um, but that'll do us for today. So um, I guess to kind of quickly recap, um, yeah, recontextualization super important if you want to create something that's gonna gonna stay with uh, your 
um, consumer. Yeah. Um, really hard to do well. Really easy to do in small amounts that is effective. So, yeah. like, don't necessarily go for, like... Don't immediately go for, like, the biggest thing you can think of. Off, like, try it with really small stuff. Um, and then work your way up. And then kind of cut yourself off when you get too ambitious. And just start playing around with it in your media. It, it, particularly for storytelling, it can take what's kind of an okay idea and make it a really good one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, really interesting. Um, go check out Spec Ops The Line. It's just... Like, oh yeah, like it's. it's I mean, probably you probably really don't want to. As well. You probably don't want to play it now that we've talked about it because it sounds horrific. But, no, go play but it. But it it like, will it will change your perspective. It it literally changed my opinion. On it's the whole. sort of like if you enjoy playing games, you'll kind of just enjoy it anyway. Automatically, you'll yeah, enjoy it's because it. it's a game. And then once like you it's get, a it's a very polished yeah. game, but then it kind of kicks you in the teeth a bit. Yeah, I mean, it really it um it changed my opinion on yeah. a lot of military stuff. Um, well, the funny thing is, is that Spec Ops. Like the series originally was like military simulator games. Yeah, which is really like interesting Rainbow that they Six decided and stuff like that. And that then out of yeah, it's like just this so reboot, cool that they this just reboot decided. about like ten years later, out of nowhere, is just this really like could, anti-war. Could you imagine being the guy? Well, it's not. It's not necessarily. It's anti-war, not anti-war. It's, it's anti-war video games. Well, it's anti. Like <sighs> it's anti Call of Duty. Yeah, that's exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah, well, it's 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 anti sensationalizing conflict. Yeah. More than Call anything. of Duty. Mainly Call of Duty. <laughs> um, I would argue that Battlefield probably it's it's less so because Battlefield they do some shit in that. I don't know if you played. I didn't play the most recent one, but Battlefield Four, the story in that. Battlefield Four isn't. Oh yeah, because there's the cops and robbers on now. Fun game. Hardline. Really fun game. Really good story. Not worth not worth the price tag. Oh yeah, no. So I I didn't buy it. I, there I, aren't many games these days that are worth the price no, tag. So I didn't buy that when <laughs> I was playing that playing that on someone else's um, hardware. I got the Hotline. Uh, Oh, not Hotline. Hitman Absolution for a dollar today. Ooh, that's a really yeah. good game, actually. Yeah, I'm going to play it when I get really home. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Um, yeah, Battlefield 4. The story in that was really fucking dark, but no one talked about it. Yeah, well, it's Battlefield. Because they all played the multiplayer. It's a multiplayer game. But really worth playing... If you if you look past, they, they frame it through, like, an interrogation, which is pretty lazy. Yeah. Because you're retelling the story. It's already been done before. Like Black Ops. Um, <laughs> I think. Yeah, Black yeah, Ops. Yeah, Black Ops. Um, I was like, shit, I hope that's right. Yeah, <laughs> um, it is. <laughs> oh, good guess, David. Um, but yeah, that the story that you move through in that game is really, like... There's some shit in that where they just casually throw around the number of casualties for, like, certain things that you do. Enjoy. And because you're playing Call of Duty, you're like, ha, 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 okay. I'm shooting people. Yeah. And then afterwards, it's like, yeah, but... We also killed this many civilians with that airstrike that you pulled in because you think airstrikes are cool. Yeah, because you're like fun. you're like I want to do an airstrike and I want to throw a flare down and have an airstrike happen yeah. to kill all the enemies. And it's like yeah, but you killed all the civilians as well. Mm. Yeah, so they did they did that a bit as well. But yeah, I mean, seek out media that does it. It's you'll know it's happening because people will like the content, but they won't necessarily know why a lot of the time. Yeah, um, or they'll say, or it's things that everyone hates. <laughs> Is another good one. Because if it's yeah, done badly, point. that's yeah. usually what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably us for this particular podcast. Um, went about 20 minutes longer than I intended, but... Well, that's fine. Uh, you know. Um, YouTube will handle it. Yeah. I'm sure you guys will manage. Um, any yeah. closing thoughts? Um, and then we'll do plugs. Uh, no. No? No closing no, thoughts? No, no closing anything. Remarkable. Um, it's insightful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so check out Ben's... I mean, you guys already know, but check out Twitter. Tito Potasto. Fuck. <laughs> It's in the description. I'm considering changing it again. Oh, but I might keep it just potato potatoes. I don't know, man. You can do whatever you want with it. Just, uh, this means you have to change every single means I have to retcon. I have to go in and like re-record. Go in and dub everything and yeah. just be like, or like whatever I change it to. Yeah, be like, I'm going to change it to like... Fanny pack. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> uh, um, but yeah, check out Ben. It'll be in the description, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Obviously, go go if you think that this podcast, which you probably shouldn't because we're terrible, but if you think it is worth at least a dollar, um, our Patreon is in the description, so we, we would appreciate a dollar a month. Dude, I'd get paid a dollar a month to do this. Yeah, dude. <laughs> who um, gets the money? Right? <laughs> what? You. Who gets the money? I'm not giving it to you. Oh, fuck. I'm not, I'm not putting it into your bank account, but oh. yes, you'll get paid eventually. Oh, hooray. Um, so if you think this is worth at least a dollar... cents. Oh, um, yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you think it's worth at least a dollar, um, feel free to subscribe to our Patreon. Um, there's some great rewards, um, and it really helps us make everything we do better. It means we can do more of it. Um, we have a second podcast on the way as well, um, which we've been planning this week, and I just ran out of time to get it finalized, but we're doing a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. <gasps> Which Dungeons and Dragons. I am actually really fucking. Oh my god! Really, I haven't played that in years. I'm really fucking excited about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, the last time we played was 2014. Yeah. At the start. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while since Millsbury's been. Oh. Dubossering around. I don't want to be that person, but he might make an appearance. Oh sweet Christ! It's it's the same. He's one. not my character. Like that it's, is. No no no. Oh. You're not playing Millsbury. What? Um. You're not playing He's my baby. He's yeah. Uh, but yeah. So this, we're doing that. Um, that is going to be so much fun. Um, if you like dragons and us being dickheads... If you like dragons other, and or dungeons, oh, you're going to love dungeons and dragons. Many, there's not many dragons. There's lots of dungeons. Um, yeah, there, there, we dragons, dragons are crazy strong. I don't know why they called it dungeons and dragons. It should be called, like, dungeons and... Dungeons and... Yeah. Dungeons and bandits. Dungeons and bandits. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way you're fighting a dragon until you're at least level yeah. 20 and winning. Um, they should just call it paper and dice. Or... Because that's what the game really yeah, is. What did... Uh, my stepdad used to call it something really offensive. <laughs> I don't know. It was something about... It was some joke about... Oh, Desperate and Dateless. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is pretty good. That could be like anything, though. Right? It could just be like The Bachelor. Oh, God. Desperate um, and Dateless. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so check that out. That'll be up... Um, we're recording it next weekend. This will go up weekend. So that'll be... It'll probably be up around the same time. Be like a month. Well, no, it'll be around the same time. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's why I said around the same time. Yeah. And so I'll be there as well. So go up in two weeks. Yeah, you'll be there. for another hour. Um, oh, or two. Um, yeah, so that's that'll be fun. Um, check that out. Check out... DCMWorks is still... We're still working on the site still? itself. Yeah, look. Jesus. It's mainly the content that we're working on. Oh, okay. um, we've been in final drafts for like the last month. Yeah. So I'm hitting my head against a brick wall trying to get <laughs> the writing better. Um, and my editor is just like, you need to keep working on it. So we're getting there. Hopefully the editor doesn't listen to this. <laughs> no, he's fine with it. He's like, yeah, I know that you're shit. That's oh, why you paid me to edit this. Um, so yeah, that'll, that'll be um, that'll be up soon. Um, and you can check us out wherever you watch this. Feel free to do the ring. Give us the like arena. Yeah, uh, it's, on, it's on the YouTubes. Um, the, out of the RSS feed will go up tomorrow, so you can grab it on your iTunes. Who the fuck uses RSS? iTunes, Podbean. Really? Any, any podcast service. Fuck me. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we use Podbean, so you can grab it directly through there, or through your iTunes, or your whatever podcast delivery service. Um, you can just plug our feed into that, and it'll cool. show up. Um, so you can listen to us on your phone. Or you can just keep listening um, to Welcome to Night Vale. Like, yeah, uh, you can listen to Welcome to Night Vale or Tofop or Fofop. The or, fuck are half of those? Uh, Tofop and Fofop <laughs> are a show that Will Anderson does. Oh, okay. It's so funny. Um, it's just him and a bunch of dudes ragging on pretty cool. the world and talking about Batman a lot. They talk oh. a lot about Batman for a comedy show. What do we talk a lot about? Batman. <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> Shrek. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, we're going to end it before we ramble too much because we have another one that we have to do after this. So yeah. check us out. Um, keep Potato Potasco, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll yeah. see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. The soundtrack's Bye. amazing. Bye. Yeah. The visuals are very like well done. And like the gameplay is <laughs> super fun. <laughs> and like because those three things are there, it's like it's exceptionally good. Hey,
listen. I could do it in a heartbeat and make millions, but it would feel like gouging my soul out. Yeah, Jurassic Park's a little more like DDR. If Shrek is a fairy tale creature, can he actually own land and want to kick them off? Where did that come from? You have to make a lot of shit up to make good art. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's just the truth. Like, 